Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All the band is on the field. We're going to get the tradition. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We apologize for taking a break last week. It was a big major tournament with us having some very big horses in the race. Wits, how are we doing today? We're back here at the opening line. Yeah, as you can tell uh, in Roz's voice, we just had a little bit of a tough moment at the Wyndham Championship. Uh, all of our cards were riding on Siwoo Kim. Uh, took him pre-tournament at 33-1, to 1, so we were riding high for a few days, and uh, just didn't work out today, Roz. Um, Siwoo was kind of off from the start, but we've been picking some good golf. One of the reasons we weren't here last week, so uh, yeah, golf and football, I think, the two new main sports of the opening line. Most definitely. And then we have our individuals, Wits being good with Major League Baseball and I having some basketball knowledge. Um, but like Wits said, it's, uh, we got hot. You guys heard us last talk about the JT bet that we ripped on the show. That was the funding that led to this progressive golf betting that we've done. We took Colin on Sunday again last week at the PGA. Came away big eagle. Um, he's going to be a threat coming up with the FedEx playoffs. We got the Northern Trust in Boston which we have to look ahead to. Thank God we got some doc help and Wits had a nice early first round help to not really harm us this weekend. Disappointed in the lack of money we made with the potential being so high, but we come out in the in the black, they would say. So nothing, nothing too bad. Wits, we're here again, still in a pandemic. I know sports are back. Baseball to me still is just... A dog without a dog with three legs, you know, it's still limping around. I know the Cubs are the hottest team right now in the National League. Um, we've got Red Sox, Yankees playing, but again, that's a little uncompetitive because of how bad the Red Sox are. What's your current take on baseball? Do you have anything revitalizing? Uh, anything to look forward to? I know they're going to try doing a bubble for the postseason. Yeah, so baseball has been interesting so far. Um, it was off to a rough start, I think, with uh, the whole Marlins incident and the, the positive tests. And then we had the Cardinals missing, I don't know, maybe like 10 to 12 games, I think, over the course of a, a week and a half, uh, two weeks. Um, they started playing again. So I, it seems like baseball is going to keep it rocking. And you know, just as a baseball guy doing fantasy and all that, uh, I like it so far. It's a little weird without the fans, but... Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing it, and it's going to be a race in the postseason. We're almost a third of the way done, so it'll be interesting. Very yeah. interesting. But I agree, the Red Sox do stink. They do, Their pitching yeah. rotation is as atrocious as they come. And that's not, not, it's not saying that 
our hometown Cubs are doing much better in the rotation. Their rotation is better for sure, but they have a ugly, ugly relief staff. Yeah, very ugly. Um, Obviously, Craig Kimbrell, always have trouble saying that, is very hit or miss. You know, I think the stuff is still there, but just mentally it doesn't doesn't seem like the same guy who was closing down World Series for the Red Sox back when he was there. So I'm hoping he figures it out because he he is probably one of the most electric closers in terms of stuff that I've ever seen. I'd put him up there with Chapman. Um, he's just great, but he, he's definitely struggled as a Cub. And if he can figure it out, that'll be uh, very big for the back end of the Cubs pen because it's it's a circus <laughs> once we uh, get to the bullpen over there. Do we do we think the Cubs are actual contenders? Are you feeling it in the air, or is this just kind of uh, early season fluke? I think they definitely are contenders. I mean, if that starting rotation, you know, really turns it on in the postseason, they're they're playing really good baseball right now. Um, they definitely have the pieces, but I feel like we've been saying that for a few years now. It's just, are they going to perform? So we'll see. You know, there's a lot of a lot of big injuries around the league. You know, we had Verlander a few weeks ago, Ronald Acuna. Um, I feel like there's a couple guys. There's definitely some guys I'm missing, but you know, people have been going down a little bit. So if they can stay healthy and you know still have a good starting rotation, figure it out a little on the back end, you know, it's they're going to be a tough team to beat. But it's always the question: can can you put it all together when it counts? So that is yet to be determined. Fair. Um, again, pretty much all I've got when it comes to the bas- or baseball front. But now. Basketball set. The postseason actually starts on Monday. And Wits, I know you're not very focused on the NBA. <laughs> da- Damian Lillard has been the bubble MVP. Some of the best numbers yeah. I've ever seen. They closed it out, knocking off the Memphis Grizzlies in the playing game. Um, CJ McCollum, a couple of clutch shots at the end. Carmelo Anthony with some ice in his veins too. Kind of the revi- the revitalization of Carmelo Anthony, who says Damian Lillard is the best player he's played with. Um, they're not going to be a typical eight. Which what we're going to do to wrap up this show is we're going to put you and your lack of basketball knowledge to the test. We're just going to have you pick the first round matchups. Just give us a winner. Maybe give us a reason why you like them, whether it's the color of the jersey or you like the head <laughs> coach um, or if your favorite player happens to be on the team. We'll, we'll go with the Eastern Conference to start. I think it's a little okay. bit more cut and dry. We got first round matchups with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magic. The Magic, who have struggled with teams above 500 all year long in the conference, they're 23 and 23. Uh, nice split, or 20 and 23, uh, almost 500 there. I think this is a runaway for the Bucks. But what what do you got, Guru? <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is a runaway for the Bucks too. The Magic, you know, there's definitely been some eight seeds who have upset ones before, but I just I don't see it with the Magic. I just don't think they're. They're ready to contend. They're not good enough, and the Bucks have a very solid team. So I think that's we'll sweep that away. Toronto versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I I don't even know the team they field at this point. Firing their coach. They're going to need a new coach for the KD Kyrie years to come. Um, Chris Levert is their guy. Um, Jared Allen. They just have some scrubs. Toronto looking like the best team in the Eastern Conference during this bubble restart. I think, again, another easy one. Toronto, I could see easily sweeping this one in four. Yeah, I, I like Toronto a lot better. Um, and that's my take on it. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, not much there, but that's, uh, yeah, I think those are two pretty easy ones. 
The 76ers have fallen to the sixth seed. They will get the Boston Celtics. Kind of a historic rivalry there. To me, though, I take Boston. Boston hasn't shown a whole lot of cohesion. Uh, they kind of in and outs with Kyrie and Kemba, a lot of young talent. I think there's the potential for this team to be very, very good in years to come. And then you've got the 76ers team, who there's so much hype about the process with Embiid and Simmons, both of whom, to me, not impressive. They just underwhelming. don't. Under, super underwhelming. Do not live up to the hype. And I, again, I'm going with the Celtics here because I just don't believe in the 76ers. I don't even think they know what team means. They really do take there is a me and team seriously. Um, they're just not a unit. And you use the correct word, underwhelming. So I'm going to go with Celtics. Still no upsets here. Yeah, I like the Celtics too. I think you can make an argument that the Celtics have been a little underwhelming the past couple years. Completely agree. Um, but I think the 76ers are the team below them that's been even more underwhelming. You know, I, I know that they made it to almost, what was it, the Eastern Conference Finals with that shot that Kawhi hit last year. Um, but yeah, they're just just a disappointment. All the years we've been waiting and the process and now Ben Simmons is hurt. Um and I'm, I'm not a big Joel Embiid fan, just not not a fan. And I just think this feels – I think the 76ers are going to fall back into not even mediocrity, but just going to be bad again very soon here. I agree. And then probably the best matchup here in the East, the Pacers with the Heat, that supposed T.J. Warren versus Jimmy Butler feud. T.J. Warren might be the MVP of the bubble restart if it wasn't for Dame Lillard. Um, so this one's a toss-up for me. The Heat have a lot of shooting potential, um, but the Pacers are a very well-rounded team. They've got a lot of good big men. Um, this one I'm going to leave up to you, and I'll throw a quick pick before we go to the Western Conference. Uh, I think I, I like I like the Heat here a little bit more. Um, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler, and I think overall this is going to be probably, I would say probably the best series out of the four, and I think the Heat take it here. I like Butler, a uh, little matchup with the Bucks in round two. I feel that. I'm going to rip the Pacers. Just quick band-aid pull. Don't have much of a reasoning behind it. Why not be on opposite sides of you for one of these picks? All right. I'm going to do this a little differently for the Western Conference because I want to save the la- last matchup I have in my head for to discuss last. So we'll go Clippers at two, who might be the best team since this restart, versus the Mavericks at seven, who have just been atrocious since this restart. Um you got the Doncic and Porzingis duo down there, but they just they haven't really put it together since coming back. This one to me is super easy in favor of the Clippers. They're just the better team and might be the best team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think Dallas's time is coming, but not right now. Especially not against this Clippers team, who I agree with you they've been they've been lights out in the bubble. So I think this is pretty cut and dry, Clippers. And I love Kawhi, so right. poor man gets paid. Got to do it. Dude, to see Kawhi win a third championship with a third team would be pretty, pretty it wild. Put, puts him in that. Puts him in the borderline of that conversation. Yes, absolutely. Then you got the Nuggets and the Jazz in the injury bowl. Both teams missing significant amount of players. Um, also, just like an ugly matchup, like ba- basketball in Denver and Utah. I mean, who really cares? Obviously, they're all in a bubble in Orlando, but. Two, two franchises I don't really back very hard. I think they have a lot of great pieces, these teams. But again, they're not. there's no cohesion and a lot of injuries. I'm going to go with the higher seed here with the Denver Nuggets. 
I think Jokic is the answer in this uh, in this matchup. But again, I probably will not tune in to one of these games. Yeah, I like the Nuggets a lot better in this series. I, obviously, I like Jokic, but Michael Porter Jr., guy who's been pretty awesome in the bubble, 22 points a game, eight rebounds. He's uh, looking like the guy who might have was talked about as possibly the number one overall pick before he got hurt at Missouri. So I think that's going to be an interesting, interesting series to watch, but I love the Nuggets in that one. Then we've got the Rockets, who are always a very interesting talk when it comes to the postseason. You get so much from James Harden in the regular season, but he just can't get over the hump. Westbrook's going to miss a couple of the first games, if not the whole first series, against their old team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder with Shea Gil, Kid Gil, no, I don't even know, Shea Gildress, Shea Alexander, Shea Gildress, Alexander um, and Chris Paul. They go up 4-5 matchup here. The injury to Westbrook might be impactful. There is There are numbers saying that the Rockets have actually been, been better with Westbrook off the court. Um, again, 4-5, I'll let you take this one before I make my pick. Yeah, that's an interesting stat there. Um, doesn't really surprise me that much. Uh, I like Houston just by a little bit in this series. I think I've just got overall more talent. And I just think about Houston a couple of years ago, 3-1 lead on Golden State to get to the finals. Uh, so they, they've definitely got what it takes to get there. Just another one of those teams that can't seem to get over the hump. But I think they take care of uh, OKC and old Chris Paul up at the Thunder. Um. Yeah, I'll go with Harden. Disagree with me. I I wanted to disagree with you, but I know where you're going next, though. I you I, saved it. I think I think it writes itself that if Harden were to lose this, then you shove Harden into that Chris Paul, Carmelo, Anthony grouping. I don't care how many points he can score for the Rockets. Ultimately, it's because of how much he has the ball in his own hand. I'm hey, less don't you hate on Melo? He's back. He's having right, but Mello as a role player, Mello Romello is doing better. But Harden, you can score fifty points a game. There's a difference between when it actually matters and when it doesn't. I mean, Michael Jordan with the thirty points per game had unbelievable numbers, but then look what happened when it mattered. He also won championships. There is right. something to be said that if Harden gets bounced, especially in the first round here, like he's in that group. He's in the grouping of, cool, you can score, but are you really that valuable of a player? Sometimes the MVP right. seems a little misconstrued. And like people like LeBron and Giannis, who actually change the cultures of the teams and make them better, probably deserve to steal a couple MVPs away from the Westbrooks and the Hardens of the world. Because those other two players don't take their teams to the finals, let alone the conference finals. So we'll see. I'm going to give it to the Rockets just since I ripped on them pretty hard. Um, the last one is the one verse eight, and I'm not the one saying this. This is ESPN and everybody else in the world saying this is not a typical one verse eight. There was a lot of injuries in the actual season for the Portland Trailblazers, hurting their record initially. Damian Lillard, my God, I mean, we both love him at this show. Um, there was talks that we were going to vote or bet on him to be MVP. Had there only been the restart to count for the MVP, we would have been rich, rich men wits. But that's not the case. I'm interested. One versus eight. The Lakers, Portland Trail Blazers. You've got LeBron, who clearly is in the in the conversation for best players of all time, with Anthony Davis, who 
could win MVP and defensive player potentially versus Damian Lillard, probably the most electric player in basketball right now. Yeah, it'd be very easy to take the uh, the Trailblazer to win this series just based on what you said, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Give me the oh. AC. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me the Dame. I want it. Uh, LeBron, it's time for him to go home. Wow. It's going to be uh, – going to be the dame show that might i would love to see it i don't it would be such a weird word because i couldn't call like the biggest upset of all time it just would it would be a monumental series i think for dame to win it wouldn't be an upset it'd just be like sports lore if if it makes sense at all it does um i'm gonna go with the lakers but i would love to see dame take this series very sure. half-hearted i'll go with the lake <laughs> it was it was so half-hearted i you you know me i mean i love it's funny because i love lebron and i want him to win more mvps i want to win a couple more titles but he runs up into a brick wall when it comes to dame lillard and me i, I he might be my favorite player in the league since Dwayne wade retired so i i would love to see it i'm just putting the stock in the lakers to start off with um and that's basically it. We got the NFL coming back soon. We've got a draft coming soon. Um, what's what? Do you, what's your take on it? And uh, are you excited for the football season? You think it's going to happen? Yes, I think 100% it's going to happen. Uh, still don't know about college football, but like we said before, college football, if it has to go, that's fine. But the NFL, it needs to be here. Draft's coming up in a couple weeks. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Very excited. A lot of stuff going on. A couple guys opting out. Um, not really any huge noteworthy names. You know, nobody not, like Zeke. Or right, no big fantasy Steph. implications. Right. I'd say the biggest biggest implication right now would be Damian Williams uh, sitting out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's vaulting up draft boards. So we'll see. Man, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. But as long as football is here... That's that's really all I care about. So I think it'll happen. We got a lot of good stuff coming up, a lot of good golf, baseball. We're getting more in the thick of things, and then football, which is what this show lives for. Right yes, it is. And we'll restructure to get these shows probably not off on Sundays or Mondays anymore just because with football coming back, we're not going to really want to be doing a show during golf and football. Um, but, yeah, Wits, the Big Ten, Pac-12 won't be playing in the fall this year. It was the first look at what football or what our fall could look like without football. We've got a petition from the players, which I don't think will gain much traction. Um, any thoughts on college football? I mean, we're okay trading it away for the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame for college football, um, and I guess that just means the NFL is going to take over Saturday and Sunday. So, okay. I mean, we're, that's, that's just going to happen. Well, that's what's wild. I don't know if you heard this. The NFL, if the rest of college football follows suit at some point. The NFL could take over Thursday through Monday, uh, which would be insane. I mean, can you imagine uh, fan- fantasy stretching five days? That's nuts. Yeah, are they talking about Friday games too or just Thursday, yeah. Saturday? Follow- following Thursday. Mm. I don't know about Friday. I think Friday is a great day to begin with because it's the end of the work week. So usually can find something to do on Fridays, but... Yeah, I mean, I think the NFL is just waiting to pounce on every available day because it will have my attention 100%. And, yeah, college football, this is – I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, do you see 
maybe half the conference is playing, half of them not? Uh, we'll see. I mean, what I hear from Dabo Sweeney is he thinks it'll be the champion will be just as righteous as any other given year. Um, there's an argument to be made, obviously, that you get Clemson and Alabama still. Those are arguably the two best teams in the country every year anyways. So mm-hmm. throw in a Georgia. I mean, the only thing you're missing, and it's fair to say, is like Ohio State is yeah. probably the big one. Mm-hmm. And that makes the most sense why Justin Fields is up in arm. Because they really do deserve a chance. Um, they play a very tough conference, and it'd be interesting to see um, how they would do. But, I mean, it's it's great that uh, that the NFL hasn't began to shut down, and we're hoping it stays that way. Anyways, Wits, we're off. That's it. Next time you hear us, hopefully we're a little less somber. We're I'm like in a mixed bag right now, Wits, because we, we lost, but we didn't lose. You know, I right. we still stayed positive. I think we were so excited, the lure of us picking Siwoo Kim before the weekend, and it really was his to win, and he really let it go. Uh, Wits, any early thoughts on the Northern Trust as we head out on this episode? Um, I, I feel like we're going to get definitely some of the more of the big names back. Tiger's going to be back, and I feel like the top, the upper echelon of players is going to show up a little more than what we saw this past week at the Wyndham Championship. So it'll be fun, and yeah, I think future on the show, we would like to get you guys our, our golf picks. We've had a pretty good few weeks here, so maybe a possible Wednesday night could work out um, in terms of getting you guys our picks before we are uh, telling you on Sunday what we did have. So, yeah, look for that in the future here on the opening line, and we'll just, yeah, we'll add golf to the uh, the gambler's breadbasket. Yeah, you remember, we give all of our picks for the NFL season. Um, last year, above 60% for myself. Um I believe it was on the NFL side. I don't know if my college was any better, but above 60% last year. We do have the stat sheets. I didn't delete it this year with, so I'm excited <laughs> to get back into that. Um, we'll at least come in with our last year records. Um, and yeah, for the Northern Trust, you're right. I think the bigger names are going to ring free here. Um, I think people are going to have to move. Obviously, you need to get into the top 70 to advance. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think we're going to aim to get you episodes on Wednesday from now on. Um, we might record earlier in the week since we are all work from home and uh, it's easier for us to record. So yeah, we'll get that going for you guys. This is the opening line where we like to keep the line moving and always, always gamble on golf. Catch you next week, everybody.
listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.